I'm Scott Sturman, and welcome to episode 34 of the Midwest Angler Podcast, or maybe we should call it 33 and a half. Uh, Matt was over earlier, and we sat down and recorded an episode with Eric Labalpa from Huntfish, Manitoba, uh, all about can- Canadian fishing trips, and unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties, and we could not hear Eric uh, in our final in our final audio, so... That's not much of an audio or uh, not much of a episode if we can't hear the person that we're interviewing. So instead, uh, we're going to give you a short episode, uh, strictly of what we had recorded at the end of the episode that we had recorded earlier, where Matt and I recap his uh, fishing last weekend at the Bassmaster Open in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Uh, for those of you that follow our Facebook page, you guys know exactly what we're talking about. But for those of you that don't, Matt had the privilege of going out to La Crosse, Wisconsin this last weekend and fishing in a Bassmaster Open. He fished as a co-angler and ended up finishing 90th out of 198 anglers. So we're pretty happy with that. Uh, yeah, but so without further ado, I'm just going to cut right into that. And uh, this is the last section of audio from the episode that we had recorded earlier. So, anyways, back to last weekend at Lacrosse. Yeah, Matt, we, uh, we headed out there on Wednesday morning. Took off here. Uh, registration was from one o'clock to four, four o'clock out there in Onalaska at the Omni Center. Uh, we went out there, got there, got registered in. Real easy process. I mean, a lot of the stuff I filled out before we got there, did it online, so they had all my stuff. All I had to really do was sign something that kind of said I was there, and then. There's a bunch of vendors and things like that set up there. I got some free t-shirts, free hat, and all that stuff. So then we, had, we went in and checked into the hotel, kind of drove around, went down by where the landing was. We were pretty close to there, our hotel was, and came back at five, around 5 o'clock for the rules meeting. And, uh, yeah, it was the rules meeting was was a fun time. And when you're there, they, they send you a text message of who your next day's partner was going to be. And like we talked about last week on the last episode talking about getting paired with the Japanese angler. I got paired with the Japanese angler the first day. And, you know, I, I wasn't worried about the fishing thing. It was just like the whole, like we talked about here, the language barrier. And he didn't, his name was Soshi Katoka. Katakoa. Katakoa or, or something like that. Uh, he was a really nice guy. He was really fun to fish with. Um, but, yeah, the language barrier makes it tough. I'm not a big talker when we're out there fishing the way it is, so it wasn't that bad but you know he it was a good time he had us on fish i caught a lot of little fish uh the five that he caught a limit it was hard to catch a limit out there There there's a lot of boaters that came in with you know a lot of pros that didn't have limits he got a limit it was a small limit um i only caught two both days you know with him i caught three pounds and four ounces i think it was so yeah it was like I said, the language barrier made it tough at times, but not really. I mean, we were just fishing, so we kind of understood what everybody, what each other was doing. And there's always unwritten rules when you're fishing out of the back of the boat in a tournament like that. You obviously don't cast over to the boater's line. You, um, If they throw up there and they miss a fish, you don't throw right back up in there and try to catch that fish because, you know, you want one of them to do it to you, so don't do it to them. It's kind of unwritten rule. If they've made a few casts after that and they start moving on, and then you get to that opening and you throw it up in there, then it's not a big thing. But, you know, yeah, so first day was with him. 
Uh, it was a lot of fun. We ran around the Mississippi River. We stayed in Pool 8. Never did any locks during the weekend. Uh, fished and all that, so that was a little different. The whole river aspect was kind of different for me, especially with that current. I mean, we're not used to a lot. Of, I mean, we fish in a small river here. And there's some current, but there's just not current like it is out there, it seems like. So there's times I wish I would have went with a heavier weight on my stuff. But, you know, overall, I, I was still happy with the way I fished day one. Um, yeah. The well, last, and last the, hour, I picked up a crankbait. Started, I mean, like the first cast I threw, it was boom. I caught one. But it was like a six-incher, and then I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm on something. Few casts later, boom, another one, another like six, seven inches. So all I kept kept catching was little ones there towards the end of the day. That was really the story of your whole entire weekend. It, it really was. Because then on Friday, I got paired up with uh, Nathan Harbison from California. Uh, awesome dude. Uh, really good fisherman. He was in 28th, I think, after day one. Yep. So I knew he was around fish. Was able to talk to him a little bit kind of get an idea of what we're going to do. I think that was the hardest thing during the weekend was like knowing where you were going to go and what you're going to do. You kind of set stuff up, you know, in a hotel the night before you and I would sit there and kind of bounce ideas off of each other. And, uh, yeah, also you could get there in the morning and it's like what you had tied on is really not what you're expected, how you're going to be fishing. Well, and the other curveball that you guys were thrown was how fast the water was dropping. Right, yeah. I, I mean, you know, you, you could have the deal one day, and, you know, you, you might have found a little grass flat up shallow, you yeah. know, that, that you could go frogging or go whatever. And the next day, that could be a foot out of the water. And, 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 and it was. I mean, some of the stuff that we were fishing, especially that first day with Soshi, you know, it's like, man, I bet you two days ago this was just dynamite. I bet you fish were stacked. Well, and, that. and that's kind of what we heard from yeah. a lot of people, you know, these spots that these guys found in practice, you know, that they thought were just going to be the juice, they go out there during tournament time and, and it's out of the water. Right. You know, Troy Deedee told us uh, a spot way out in the in the middle of the river, he was motoring, you know, the day before he was, you know, full on 50, 60 miles an hour. He gets up there the next day and there's a tree or, or uh, a, stump. A, a stump sticking out of the water. And and I actually had, with me not fishing, I got to stay afterwards uh, after all the boats would take off, and I'd kind of sit around. And both days there were numerous boats that would come back, and, and Mercury and, and Power Pole and Skeeter and Bass Cat and Phoenix and, and all these different boat and motor companies all had trucks there that they will fix your boat for free. Yep. But those guys had their hands full because these guys were going in right. spots that the day before was fine. Well, you drop a foot and the game changes. Right. The service crews stay really busy out there, that's for sure, especially in a river event. Yep. I mean, there's times where we're flying down the river and I'm looking at stuff and I'm just like, oh, man. But, you know, those guys have been out there practicing. They have it all mapped on their, you know, on their GPSs, on their sonar units. And they know where the safe spots are to run and where not to. But I think that... I'm not used to going almost 70 miles an hour down a river, and it's just from spot to spot. You know, you, you clean the bugs off your glasses. and That's, But it, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a good experience. Like I said, the second day with uh, Nate, it was it was a lot, of, a lot of fun in the boat, had a lot of good conversations. Um, he was really nice. He, he got – I caught the first keeper fish of the day um, 
but then we moved to one of his spots where he knew he could catch largemouth and get a limit in the boat. And, you know, once he caught a limit, he still stayed in that area a little bit because I needed one more fish for a limit, trying to get me a limit. And I kept catching fish that were just under 14 inches because they had to be 14 to keep. And, you know, eventually he's like, hey, we, we're going to move go to my big fish spot. And, you know, that's what he's got to do. I mean, Absolutely. he can't sit there all day and try to help me catch another 14-incher because we go to a big fish spot and I could make a cast and hook into a three-pounder or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, you know, we got there and we fished there the rest of the day. The most excitement was when we got to his big fish spot where he had caught a big smallmouth the day before and missed a big smallmouth the day before. He hooked into something and it was like, all right, here we go. And, you know, as – the co-angler in the boat, you get excited for him too, because you want, you're definitely you're cheering those guys on. I mean, definitely they're, they're trying to get you on fish and get you in the right areas. I mean, you're just like, just trying to stay out of their way. So you're, you know, so they can land this fish. Well, it ended up being a monster drum, you know, monster <laughs> sheephead. Go and figure. It, it got the butt blood going. Well, and then a little bit later, I picked up a half ounce jig and started throwing it and boom, I hooked into something and you know, it wasn't big, but it felt good. And I was like, all right, come on, here we go. Here's that keeper that could really move me up in the standings. And, yeah, it ended up being like a 17, 18-inch walleye. So, I mean, it's fun to catch, but it's like, dang it. Because I knew, because on day two, I came in with two fish. I it was one short of a limit, and I had two ounces more than I had the day before. And uh, finished 90th. I had like 198 anglers and uh, – 108th the first day. 108th the first day. So I moved up 18 spots the second yep. day. Which, yep. I mean, it was, you know, kind of a little moral victory to move up like that. Uh, yeah, we got in there, weighed them. If I could have had another fish, I mean, I could have jumped all the way up to like 60, 50th in there, even pushed close, close, you know, to finishing the top 40 towards a check. I mean, it was, the weights were just that tight. Absolutely. Yeah, it, but like I said, it was an awesome time. It was, it was kind of surreal to be standing at the tanks waiting to weigh in your fish. I mean, this is you know the Bassmaster stage is up there. Day one, I'm standing there at the tanks. My fish, you know, put them on, give them to the guy. He puts them on the bump board, gives them back to me, and I'm standing there with them in the tank. And I turn and look, and here comes Gerald Swindle up next, and I'm just like, I'm looking around. I'm trying to. It's like Emily was there. I'm like. Where are they at? Where are they? I quit grab my phone and text her. I'm like, get over here right now and get some pictures with me. And I'll stand there talking with him and trying not to fanboy, but, yeah, but really just trying to keep it cool and all that stuff. Look, look cool and everything. But it's like, get over here. I mean, it's not every day you get to stand there at the tanks with your fish in the same tank as a professional fisherman. So yeah, you know, so for some people it's just like, oh, big deal, you know. But you know, for a guy like us that is really passionate about fishing and has been following careers like that for a long time it's kind of a cool experience so yeah that was that was neat to go up there and get interviewed the first day i got in you know he didn't ask a question that uh, chris howells or whatever his name is he didn't ask a question he's just like yeah three four for the day and takes the microphone and sticks it in my face and i was kind of it caught me off guard and i was kind of like uh how about that weather it's like I didn't know what to do with my hands, like we've talked about here before. So yeah, that's all right. That's so all right. Second day, I was a little bit more prepared, you know. So and he, I mean, you even had excitement. I come in the first day after I hadn't really checked my phone the whole day because you know concentrating on fishing and all that, and come in and I look at my text messages and I get one from you that says, "Hey, uh, I'm I'm helping volunteer up here, helping with the weigh-ins." So it didn't surprise me to look up there and look like see that you weren't the right hand man, but you were 
you weren't the vice president, but you were right there. You, Secretary or yeah, something. Attorney general, you're yeah. kind of like up there. There's not many people that can say that they held every single fish that was weighed in that day at a tournament. And that, that was you because I did. they would weigh in the fish. The guy up there that weighed them in would hand them to you and you'd hold them and uh, hold them in this tank in their weigh-in bag until the angler got off the stage and you'd hand it to them and you'd direct them where to go. So Yep, got to talk to every single one of them. John Cox, uh, yeah. Gerald Swindle, I got to talk to everyone. Matt Deitch, he's got a <laughs> podcast down in Iowa. Apparently he's kind of a big deal. <laughs> got to... Yeah, no, that was that was absolutely awesome. It it was definitely an experience, and uh, I don't think either of us are going to forget it anytime soon. But I think both of us are kind of looking forward to the future and thinking, right. you know, that won't be the last one we attend. No. And and hopefully next time, I feel confident enough in my abilities that that maybe I could even fish it. And like I said, I I don't think I can win it. I I don't even truly feel like I would be competitive, but. I, I, I want to be there. I want to do it. And, and you know what's, you know what's crazy to me? After being over there those two days, and there's, you know, 150-plus boats putting in on that landing. So you have all those trucks and trailers. It didn't seem like there was that like it was that much of a cluster like it does over at the lakes on a busy weekend. Like, it seems like over there, if you get, like, 30 or 40 boats there, it just seems like you're there forever. It just seems like a cluster. There, it, it didn't seem like that at all. No. Well, that Chris Howes is standing there the whole entire yeah, time. They kind of direct, directing. And, and, you know, this was not their first rodeo. And every single person that was backing in a trailer there yeah. had backed in a trailer before. They they weren't the two Sundays a year type right. of people. And you the know. boats are all ready to go. They don't, you know. Yep. They drop them in, go park, and, and the anglers are already in them. Almost everyone there, I feel like, had a had a group that they were traveling with that, you know, one guy was, uh, was a, uh, you know, the driver and, and would drop right. them in and whatever. But, you know, I, I really, with me not being a fisherman and just getting to sit back and watch, it, it was really a lot of fun for me, you know, looking at all the different people's setups. I mean, we're talking about $70,000 boats with $60,000 trucks. I, I mean, fully wrapped up in, in, you know, sponsor, uh, vinyl wraps and whatever i mean you know when when we got to the omni center i saw daryl gleason's truck and i was like oh my gosh this is so cool heck by the end of the week you know i mean i had seen so many of them trucks that were all decked out i mean it was just another thing right and yeah i it, it was definitely just a heck of an experience it really was it was fun lacrosse is a pretty cool town very cool uh, on alaska all the right in that area there the mississippi river like i said i've never I fished the Missouri River, but it was just, it was a whole different ball game fishing that one. Yep. Lots of different channels. You know, you, you got the big river channel and, and all these little streams and rivers that are funneling in and, you know, just a lot of different fingers all over it. Right. it it's a, that's a different animal. Yeah. And it, just so many different styles of fishing that you could fish on it. Um, my four keepers that I caught in the two days, I caught one on a swim jig. I caught one flipping a pit boss. I caught one keeper on a drop shot, and then I caught a keeper, one other, what was the other one? Swim jig, drop Frog? Shot, and a frog, that's right. Frogger. Yep. yep. First day with Sochi, we did some frogging. I threw up there, was bringing it back, and had one blow up on it, and I set the hook too soon and pulled it away from it, and made about two or three more casts up in there, and finally it hit again, and I, that time I was ready, patient, 
waited until I felt the fish, set the hook, and got it out of there and got it in the boat. So Very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> overall, awesome experience. Uh, if you've ever thought about doing it, I would suggest doing it. it, it it's a riot. It's a good time. I had good experience with the pros. It seemed like all the pros that, you know, were running boats were really good guys. You know, as long as you take care of them, you know, throw some gas money at them at the end of the day to help them out too because they got a lot of money and time invested oh, absolutely. in this stuff. Uh, Flying they, in from Japan, driving right. from California. And, you know, we got to give a shout-out to uh, Troy Didi and Greg Vance, both past uh, guests on the podcast here. Troy ended up finishing 20th on the pro side and uh, – Greg ended up finishing 25th yep. on the pro side. 21st and 25th, or maybe it was 20. Yeah, it, it was, was right, right there. there. Yeah, I mean, they good checks, great, both. Great tournaments. and uh, Yeah, so that was kind of cool to see those guys, and it looked like a lot of local guys from over there. Did well, the winner was a local guy. Yep. Both the, angle, both the co-angler <clears throat> and the pro. So. You want to talk about some up-and-coming sticks. Those first series. Yeah. The first day, uh, Troy Deedee had this Caden... Caden Tanner, Caden Tanner from down in Texas. He was like 17 years old. He flew up to fish it. And I, I went on the internet and actually went and looked this kid up. I mean, this dude is going to be a force. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of younger, young kids out there fishing that as co-anglers. And that's what the, with the co-angler, that's what it's, it's a great program that they run. In these events like that, you know, Bass has the Opens and FLW has like BFLs and stuff like that. So um, it's great for kids, for younger ones getting into it, for anybody, any age. I mean, there's a lot of the guys that I talked to, had a good conversation with one guy from Texas that was also a co-angler the one morning, the first morning. And he said that he actually really wanted to fish it as a pro, but, you know, he couldn't get in because it was full. And, uh. He says he wishes that he would have brought his boat along because I think they were a couple, ended up being a couple pro short, but he was fishing on the co-angler side of it, too. Yep. The other guy that you're going to have to look out for is that guy who was leading after day one and day two, that Wesley Logan. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a good stick. I mean, pro, yeah. he's he, he's going to be on the Elite Series. Yeah, he'll, he'll be on a tour here next year, probably. I yeah. Think he's sitting pretty good in points. So. Absolutely. And especially with a guy like John Cox leading both divisions and, I don't know if he'll come over to the Elite Series or not, but... uh, Fingers crossed. Yeah, it'd be cool to see him get in there. So, yeah. Overall, just just an awesome experience. Uh, I'm going to put some more stories on some Facebook stuff. I want to do a video about a couple things that went on out there and about, like, some safety things, the importance of having sunglasses on when you fish because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a story. I could have lost an eye this weekend. I probably... It would have been some serious damage had I not had my yep. sunglasses on. So Shout out to Costa. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so. I'm about ready to give him a call and just say thank you and hang up. Yeah, no doubt. Well, well yeah. yeah. Good luck. I'm telling you, man, I'm excited for you this weekend. Uh, well, before we talk about I just want to thank everybody this last weekend that, you know, called or sent text messages you know, on social media, text me personally, Snapchatted me, all that stuff, wishing me good luck and all this stuff and all the kind words. I, I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I want to thank my wife, Emily, for coming out there, cheering me on both days at weigh-in. Um, her dad came out there both days with her. Her sister came there the second day. Uh, and especially you for traveling out there with me. 
Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It's definitely something that I won't forget and uh, look forward to another one. So. Yeah, well, I'm I'm kind of hoping with these uh, with these opens coming around, uh, you know, maybe we'll just make it that we're travel partners, and yeah. hopefully, hopefully sooner or later we get you there's over any, in the boater division. If there's any pros looking to link up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, definitely so, a lot of yeah. fun, and and no. I no, I had just as much of a blast. No, so I'm looking forward to seeing some big fish pictures from you come this coming week. Pressure's on. I don't think it's on. You guys are going to have an awesome time, make a lot of memories. I mean, your dad and your brother and you and your son, Grady, going out there, it's going to be nothing but good times and good memories. Hopefully. So, well, with that, we will see you next week on episode 35. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.